0: Look at two, frankly, beatable opponents coming to Raymond James Stadium. Now, Tulsa had an interesting game against Memphis. They win it 35 29, but in that game, Memphis has a fantastic field goal kicker, but he just had one of those days. David Kemp missed three field goals and, frankly, kind of cost them the game. Also, missed an extra point. They actually went for two late in the game after they had pulled to within 35 27. It's how it can go with kickers. And Memphis put up 615 yards against Tulsa. Now their defense forced three turnovers, had three sacks, and their running back Shamari Brooks 126 yards and two touchdowns as he became just the fifth Tulsa Golden Hurricane to surpass the 3,000 yard mark. So they've got a, a solid team, but I think Certainly a beatable one, as evidenced by the record of 2-4. and And then Temple uh, has put together a few wins, uh, but certainly is gettable. And that is going to be again next week at 7 o'clock. So early start on this Saturday, meaning 10 a.m. pregame on USF Bulls Unlimited. And then the following week is set for 7 o'clock. Also love when we get the early look at the uniforms. The Bulls are going to be going with the green tops and bottoms with the gold numbers and the gold chrome helmet with the iconic green U logo on the helmets for this Saturday afternoon. I mentioned soccer honors. First of all, big time ups to Kazuna Takase, who was the goalkeeper of the week in the American Athletic Conference. When you have games with a bunch of goals and you have one that's a shutout, guess who's going to get the goalkeeper of the week? That would be the Bullzone Takase. We told you yesterday about how he hadn't played since early in the season against Clemson had an injury, came on, and got four saves for the shutout against the Owls. So he is the player of the week, or at least the goalkeeper of the week. Memphis got the offensive and defensive honors. If you want to check out full details, go to the Unlimited Unloaded page and check out yesterday's Around the American Show as Memphis put up a big-time win over SMU in overtime. And again, what that means is, I believe I said on yesterday's show that Memphis was tied for second, it's actually UCF and Tulsa both at 4-1, and one because the Knights beat the Golden Hurricane in a thriller on Sunday night. And again, all these games had plenty of goals, and the Bulls had the only shutout. You knew Takase was going to get goalkeeper of the week. Uh, but with Memphis's back-to-back wins against UCF and SMU, Memphis is tied for third with SMU. And then there is a six-point gap down to USF. Those top four teams will get into the conference tournament, so... It makes this Friday against Memphis an absolutely critical one. It's been good to see some players that missed some games due to various reasons to get back. One of them is J.T. Copper and has called on ESPN+. Here's the goal that got him the inclusion on the weekly honor roll, not to mention his entire play. As you'll hear, the announcers here do a good job of explaining. This was a big goal because, remember, the Bulls had a one nothing lead. And then Temple got the red card in the 32nd minute. So you really want to try and take advantage of that. And the Bulls were able to just about a minute to go in the half. Copper, oh, he's dangerous in this situation. It's a shot and he scores. They just let him dribble too much that time. And Jeffrey Copper gives the Bulls a 2-0 lead. I don't know if Jeffrey Copper even knew that he'd be that open to shoot. It seemed like he was even surprised by that because he was able to take three or four touches across the top of the 18 without anybody stepping to him. And nobody's on Temple's defense seemed urgent to close that down. And he was able to hit that lefty back post um, right into the side, netting a beautiful finish, too. Look at this play. He starts out wide, cuts across his body, takes one, two, three, four touches, and time perfectly hit shot to be able to tuck that into that left post there. And he has had a tremendous first half. Uh, I mean, Copper and, and Soga have, have really owned that right flank tonight for the Bulls. She owns Soga being the other Bull that they referenced there. So good stuff. We'll hope to have a win for you on Friday night against Memphis. That'll be our second from now. Live play-by-play event with volleyball again at the Yingling Center tomorrow night. On the women's side, when you score a game-winning goal, you're going to get on the honor roll. Actually, a very good call here by Evan Weston and Milani Lee, as much as they were pulling for UCF, naturally. A little spoiler here, the ESPN Plus announcers are home-based, whoever is at home. and Sometimes you hear obvious evidence of that, in fact, UCF, which was supposed to be neutral at the end of that broadcast against uh, Tulsa on the men's side on Sunday. The announcer said, charge on, which technically you're not supposed to. Anyway, these guys do a good job of explaining what happened at the end of the match. We'll take it from where UCF has a decent chance to score so you can hear the interception by Cheyenne Dennis and the work that led to Lajmiri's goal, which got her on the weekly honor roll. Kristen Scott takes it central, slides it in, Gabara, she let it go, and it's cleared away by Dennis. Gabar just didn't take enough time there. She had an open opportunity to take the shot, but I think she got a little bit too nervous. Now Muenho the other way for USF. Wonder, As wonder, out wonder. to Nacello. And now UCF running back at goal. Nacello bearing down on Lewis. Cross comes to the top of the area. It falls, a shot, and a goal! It's a winner! Mary wins it for USF with 50 seconds left on the clock and you just keep going Evan. you just keep going until you make your opportunities count and that's exactly what she did there they just kept going kept attacking and that one ended up in the back of the net that is the first goal in the collegiate career of Emily Lyme who wins it for South Florida in the 110th minute with just 50 seconds left on the clock. The Bulls come away with the victory. The champs have taken yet another golden goal, their third in four conference games this year. So Lashmiri makes the honor roll, and again, the next one for the Bulls is the big one if they want to get what they want, which is hosting the conference tournament. They are in second place by themselves, but Two teams underneath them within a game of win basically, SMU and Houston, have played one fewer match. If the Bulls do beat Memphis, they will go ahead of them, but even at that, it'll just be a one point lead and Memphis will have one extra match. Now, Memphis still has to play SMU and Houston, so really, if you look at it, if the Bulls win out, there's only two matches left after Memphis, at home to Cincy and then at Temple. So, if they beat Memphis, you could foresee them finishing 6-1-1, and that would be 19 points. Memphis right now, 4-0 on 12 points. So, basically, if the Bulls beat Memphis and carry it home with wins against Cincinnati and Temple... You would just need Memphis to basically not win its last three games. And frankly, even though the Tigers are the highest ranked team in the conference now, you wouldn't mind the chances of that because they go to Houston this following Thursday. They go to East Carolina, which has been putting up some good results. And then they finish at home against SMU. But a tie against Memphis this week, and you can pretty much knock out the chances of being able to host the conference tournament. A tie or a loss, obviously. And at that, a tie or a loss opens the door for an SMU or Houston to actually jump the Bulls, and therefore they would have to be playing in the first round of the conference tournament. Although if you look at it that way, they would get to play at home because the format is six teams make the tournament. Bulls are going to be one of the six teams. Top two get a bye. Top team gets to host. And in the first round, three hosts six and four hosts five.